Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news with our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. Like always, you can visit us at www.audioapesmusic.com. That's the roadmap that you need for everything us. And again, always follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That we need that Twitter uh, population to grow. That Twitter following. It is growing. Hanging it is with growing. apes. Hanging despite, with apes. Despite me getting blocked, getting us blocked <laughs> from people, the the Twitter See, man, following is still growing. Getting us in trouble. <laughs> no, that was, that was an interesting exchange. But the way Twitter is, I feel that um, getting us blocked is actually like a sign of us moving in the right direction because <laughs> yeah, it is because just that's just the way twitter is i mean twitter is all about like the expression of thoughts that's why it's not really like a format for you know pictures or videos or music or anything like that it's pretty much what are you thinking at the time like if you find something funny retweet it from somebody else or if you have a funny thought or interesting thought or if you just read a good book it's like you put it out there. That's why yeah. it's 140 characters. You know, quick thought, just get it out there. And then off of it. these thoughts that we, we can, you know, start start a, a discussion or a dialogue. But it's funny when people have the the audacity <laughs> to express how they feel about something but don't want to hear how others feel about the same subject. Which is counterproductive and not what Twitter is, which is funny. Like... And it's funny because um, I remember you had uh, tweeted uh, this one thing with the Matrix with Neil, and like he's blocking like the agent, and it just says like racist, homophobe, oh, you know, yeah. this, 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 and that, this, this, and that, and it was funny because like the the girl called you racist, and then she blocked you. <laughs> I was like racist, no, blocked. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what type of argument is that? And, and you said nothing racist. No, I didn't. But but what was funny was because the whole the whole thing started with, uh, I don't know if uh, any of you guys out there know Sophie Turner from uh, Game of Thrones. She's the one that plays Sansa Stark in Game of Thrones. An Instagram video of her came out where supposedly she's saying the N word, the the almighty nigga. The, the 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 word that makes everybody just lose their mind if a person uh that's not of that race or color says it well obviously it's an instagram video it's off of a phone the audio is pretty shitty just to begin with so it's not even really clear if that's what she's saying she came out and said that that's not what she said she came out and said that she said motherfucker which is whatever like i don't know if she said it maybe she did say the n-word maybe she didn't but what's so funny about the whole situation is that what the fuck does it matter? Because yeah. it wasn't like she said it in a in a racist, like derogatory way. She pretty much just said, like as the video, as the camera panned to her, she said, "What's up? What?" Uh, and what sounded to, what sounded like, "What's up, my nigga?" Like that's what it. Yeah. That, and in all honesty, to me, that's what it sounds like. It does sound like that's what she's saying, but. Even then, it's not like like in a. It's in a not. Way, there's nothing malicious about it. It's I mean, just you got like, songs with with. What about the Kanye West and uh, Jay Z song? Right. Well, I mean, but that's that's them, you know, being black guys. So it's it's obviously accept more acceptable. Yeah. But but the thing is, I can even understand a little bit of an uproar or a little bit of uh, of uh, anger when it comes from a, a place that's malicious. It's like, okay, yeah. well, this is a racist bitch. Yeah. But it wasn't that. It was just like on some on some funny shit. But regardless as to whether she said it or not, there was a few people that uh, had some things to say about it. And one uh, girl, Tamara Wagner, uh, or Wagner, um, she uh, she tweeted something about you know uh, anybody who uh, tries to uh, defend Sophie Turner or has anything <laughs> or other than agreement with me. Uh, is is getting getting called a racist and getting blocked? So I was like, I tweeted to her, "Free speech. How does her saying that affect your life in any way? Doesn't matter. People will still watch and love Game of Thrones." And she's like, "Racist, blocked." And then she blocked me. And then you know, I went and verified, and of course, we were blocked. And then another one uh, that I tweeted with the NYC film chick, 
uh, she tweeted uh, a little gif of somebody spinning around in a in an office chair and like yeah. somebody kind of like what appears to look like they're like trying to chasing talk them to, around like yeah. trying to talk to them yeah. and she's like this is me uh, uh with anybody who tries to defend uh Sophie Turner saying the n-word and I said no defense needed free speech she'll still be paid and you yeah. know what's funny is I always like to throw in the 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 success level of whoever is whoever they're like uh lashing out against yeah because ultimately that's what like the person is mad about is like the fact that because if it was like some white trash trailer motherfucker like nobody would be talking about this it's the fact that she's on one of the most successful tv shows in hbo's history yeah you know she's getting paid she's in movies and all of that and that's what's making people upset and so you know i said she'll still be paid and then she tweeted a a a gif of some guy just like making like a weird face and it said and i care because and then I, I retweeted to her or I tweeted in response to her. That's the spirit. Yeah. Because essentially, <laughs> like, I got her to, to, in a way, see where I'm coming from. Like, what the fuck does it matter? How does it affect yeah. your life in any way? You got her to, to use critical thinking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like I, 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 I fucking dissected the logic out of her yeah. and i care because that's the spirit and she didn't block though so yeah so you know at least at least, at least she's she's a little bit more bold about about what how she feels yeah but but see and that's the thing like i don't use the word uh particularly a lot of people do and the thing is too you have to you have to realize like, like i say again like with the kanye and jay-z like when you put a title like that for a song right people are going to repeat the song People, you know what I'm saying? People are going to, like, say certain lyrics that, that reflect that. I'm not saying that it's bad to use the word, but the, at the same time, you know, you have to also look at how pop culture kind of, like, breeds, like, people wanting to, to do that. You see with the freaking, um, with the new um, Future song, the, the Mask Off, with the Molly Perkins. And what, what do you, you see all these white kids <laughs> fucking drinking Molly and, and taking Percocet because they're influenced by it. So it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes you have to also be considerate of the fact that, you know, people get influenced by, by, by society and, and the people in pop culture. I, I think with that word though, I think that I, cause I'm, I'm the biggest advocate of free speech. So I, I never want to like hinder or, or say that somebody can't say something or, or use a particular word, but, uh, being what the 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 new uh these new age of SJWs refer to as a Afro Latino like that that's like a big thing now like oh I'm an Afro Latina like I'm a, and I'm a Latin ex yeah like just like <laughs> what are you talking about? Latinos are on the same like just dumbass path of just like every other fucking like SJW and like the shit that they fucking believe in and say well anyway yeah. I feel like with that word is like any other word it should be used in in with with the understanding of the gravity of the word mm-hmm. it's just like if you call somebody a bitch well understand the gravity of what you're calling them yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so maybe amongst guys you might like refer to women as bitches but you may not refer to that woman to her face as a bitch because yeah. the grav how it'll affect her the gravity yeah, yeah. of it but then there also has to be like some some uh, level of of logic to it as well. Yeah. Like yeah. for instance, if you know somebody is saying, "Oh, you know," and their girlfriend is present, they're saying, "Oh, I got me a bad bitch, man. It's my bad bitch." Like to that's, somebody, that's that kind might... of a compliment, really. Like yeah. if you know and understand the gravity of the phrase, yeah, it, yeah. it's a compliment. So it's not like you're you're not using it in a derogatory way. Now, of course. There's feminists and all kind of people out there that'll say, oh, it's still demeaning and it's still derogatory. It's still misogynistic. But the truth is the context in which you're using it is is different. Yeah, and I think it's diff- different women take things differently. It kind of reminds me of uh, Chris Standup when, when he's talking about when uh, like the, the women that dance to that music, like to that music where it's like a slap with a dick, slap with a dick. And, you know, and then when they ask, like, aren't you offended? Like, well, he ain't, he ain't talking about me. Right. You know, it, it, they kind of understand that, you know, that's people use whatever they use or whatever words they want to use. 
that doesn't mean that it's personally against against her or personally against anybody, you know, in particular. Exactly. And that's just kind of like how language works. You talk differently when you talk between the guys than you would with, you know, your mom and your sister or your wife and your girlfriend. It's different. It's just a different vibe. That's why, like, I remember even when, when uh, with the Donald Trump grabber by the pussy, when he said it was locker room talk and people were like, oh, that's not locker room talk. That is locker room talk. That's how men talk in locker rooms. Worse because, than that, probably. Yeah, worse. Yeah, and and that that was, and I think we mentioned it before on the podcast. Like yeah. as big of a LeBron James fan as I've become, yeah, that was just totally come on, <laughs> just un, unbelievable that he would say that we don't talk like that in the locker room. Yeah, not to <laughs> not to mention, wasn't it that that year the Lakers had a leaked video from like Nick Young? Yeah, he was like, oh, on the same year, you know, and again, I'm not going to, you know, I I understand. I understand people. People talk differently. People talk differently depending on the environment. I mean, you're not going to talk the same as as we might talk here where where, where we grew up in uh, downtown. Like like professional setting. You have to know. You have to know when to. Put the, you know, um, I don't want to say the mask on or the mask off because it feels like that's like you not being true but there's different hats you wear in different places that would kind of be a better uh comparison and you know you, you got to know when and when you can't use that vocabulary and like i said some people play you know joke around like if she would would have said that when i saw the video i think she did but you can't really tell for for sure you could tell that it wasn't in a in a malicious mean, way mean spirited way or anything yeah. like that and it's like you know people joke around why do you think that when it's a situation like this, people find themselves getting so upset about it because it's different. For instance, if you have a bunch of white hooded motherfuckers on your front lawn burning a cross and calling you nigger, well, yeah, yeah th- that's clearly racist. Yeah, and and it, and it's clearly having a negative effect on your life because that's a clear and present danger. But something like that, like, how does it affect anybody's life, really? Like, why why even get upset about that? Like, how is her saying that going to affect your money, your health, your well-being? It, it has, so why why even let you, let it upset you to that point? Yeah, that that's, it, I think it's the current ambiance, really, like, of just, like, society where we're at. And um, it's like we've hit this boiling point, I feel. And you see, I think now, more than ever, we're the most divided we've ever been. As Americans, you know, and I feel like it's like, it's like we've, we're in the age of petty now. Like, like, it's like when you get in an argument with, with, with your wife or your girlfriend and, and it's like, they start bringing up stuff that like happened like two years ago that has nothing to do or no bearing with what you're talking about now. It's like, what are you talking about? We're not even talking about that. This has nothing to do with that. It's almost like, um. You let you let uh past angers or fester, I guess. So then, so then, what you think is people that get upset at stuff like this, it's a manifestation of other issues that they have that they haven't you know either dealt with or expressed openly. I, I like th- like the like a success thing. Like okay, like look at this bitch, like this young bitch, like you know she's on Game of Thrones. This white bitch making all this money. And I'm fucking, well, yeah. she's, it says NYC film chick. So if she went to any NYC film school, I imagine she's fucking loads in debt unless she had rich parents. So yeah. like something like that, you know what I'm saying? Where it would be a manifestation of something that has been festering like, damn, you know, I went, you know, and especially in the same industry, like I, I have this, this uh, education in, in film or whatever. It's not really going anywhere. And and this bitch, she just could say whatever she wants, and yeah. and yeah. I'm and now I want to take out the anger that I have on her by making it seem that I'm really upset about what she said, even though it has nothing to do with my life. Exactly, and 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 I mean, you look at like when we when we grew up, we were conditioned by society and and by where, where we where we grew up. Like, what would we do when, when we used to see cops? What was the first thing we would do? We'll get nervous and get the fuck out of Dodge. We're like, oh shit. And then we would run. That was, that's what we did. And we didn't like cops. And we, and then we got real smart with them when they would stop us. Like that was just part of the culture that we came from. Now, 
you look at as you grow up, you start looking at, at people more as individuals than than as, you know, oh, it's a a cop. Fuck all cops. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, no, that could be Ben, the, you know, father of two and good husband. of. You start looking at people as individuals and you see, you yeah. know, people live their lives and you can't really judge someone off of, you know, one thing. And, and I feel that that because now it's kind of like you see the whole movements, the feminist movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, the immigrant movement. The, it's like... You it's like you choose you you choose a team and because you choose a team, you choose uh to look past logic and, and past like certain things that you shouldn't look past because at the end of the day we're all human beings, and, and we should treat each other with respect. Just because um one person disrespects me, like like let's say like an Asian dude disrespects me, that's not gonna make me feel like you know I'm gonna hate Asians or a white person disrespects me. No, that's that one individual. Right. Who particularly is being an asshole. I don't know. I feel like we have to kind of look back at at, at, uh, at the fact that as you grow up, you you have to see that, that people, you know, people are different. People come from different backgrounds. And, and it's one of those things where, like, you have to, you, you just can't, you, people, it's like, it's like black or white right now. To me, like, and I don't mean like by race. I mean like just in general, like the, the current political. Yeah, it's like there's no, like, like for example, the the Pepsi ad which we talked about last uh, last week. You know, people were mad about the fact that they gave a Pepsi to a cop. Like you were friendly to a cop. Like why? Like why are you so? Well, why is that the sole thing that you're pissed off about? Like, you know, you don't know anything about this person. You know, and to me, that's that's where we're at right now. It's it's weird. It's a weird weird place and i feel people are just not really like using critical thinking yeah yeah that i think that's part of what it boils down to but uh speaking of conflict and debate and people thinking differently <coughs> did you see the complex interview with lil yachty and joe budden lil yachty and joe budden no yeah they they Wait, both of them together? Yeah. Why both of them together? Well, okay. They tailored it like a debate, but it it really wasn't a debate. Um there was some heated moments in it, but I I felt like it was very interesting the the whole little situation. So, just a, a brief little overview of what took place. Complex magazine um I think it was like DJ Academics and and some chick that works there i'm not familiar with her they were there pretty much asking the questions and lil yachty and joe budden were there i guess sort of to be in a head-to-head you know like what would now i guess be considered old school rap versus new school rap yeah um and they um I guess Joe Budden was trying to get an understanding of Lil Yachty's music and, you know, his fan base and and his creative thought process and stuff like that. And so one of the like main things that that was a a topic that they brought up that was like, you know, one of the bigger things of the interview or the debate or whatever you want to call it was Lil Yachty's uh, album that I don't know if it's out yet or it's coming out, Teenage Emotions, where he has uh, the album cover. Have you seen the album cover for no, it? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, like I don't know if you want to pull it up, like briefly, just to just to see. But in the gist of it, I'm, is... I'm so far removed, like from this mumble rap shit. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. But the only thing that I like, really even like it, drew it just... my attention was the fact that Joe Budden was yeah. in there, and then yeah. they said debate. So I was like, what you know, what the fuck is this? So in in the album cover, it's like it looks like they're at, like at a movie theater. And the the camera is facing the audience, and like Lil Yachty is in the middle, and then you got like a girl with vitiligo. You got you know two gay dudes kissing. Oh yeah, uh, I see it. It's you know, it, and so <laughs> Joe Budden was like, "What was the thought process of that?" You know, because clearly he felt like it was weird and just a little bit off putting. And Lil Yachty said, "Oh well, you know." I just uh, feel like my music is for people that just want to have fun and and be themselves and be happy, whether you're an outcast or or whatever the case. 
And another thing that Joe Budden found uh, to be, I guess, he, he seemed like rather annoyed by it was that Lil Yachty said that he was happy. Now, in this regard, I totally agree with Lil Yachty because Lil Yachty was like, well, yeah, I'm happy most of the time. And he didn't, I don't think he meant it like he's happy, like he's always like flipping and skipping and doing uh, cartwheels or nothing like that. Yeah. He meant, you know, like where he comes from to where he's at now, having millions of dollars, having all these cars, having all these women, like having all this stuff. He's like, I'm I'm happy, like I'm I'm yeah. doing good. And 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 you could tell that that sort of uh, annoyed Joe Budden. He's like, man, there's no way you can't tell me that you're happy all the time and this and this and that. <laughs> all in all, all in all, I feel like Joe Budden was like a very like poor representative of our generation of rap because Joe Budden is known to be sort of like disgruntled and 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 he hasn't really seen like that peak level of success compared to like other rappers from our generation. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then not only that. If they really wanted to get greasy with it, they could have got a, a a good rapper from this generation, like a Drake or or Kendrick yeah. or J Cole. Yeah, you know, to debate because Joe Budden, you know, it, what it made it seem like was that Joe Budden is like old and disgruntled, and Lil Yachty is like young and happy and fresh doing his thing. Yeah. Now, and really, if I had to give the edge to anybody in 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 this quote unquote debate. I'd have to give it to Lil Yachty, like the way the whole thing, you know, turned out. Now, why was he mad though? What was what was that made him mad that 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 uh, Lil Yachty said that he's always happy? Like, what? I don't understand why you would get mad at that. Well, yeah, because he didn't he didn't believe it because obviously he's not always happy. Joe Bunnen is not always happy. You know, he's probably like pretty like mad and sad a lot of the time because like you see you hear it in his music and like you know you've. I've read interviews or I, I've read things about Joe Budden in the yeah. past that kind of shows that he's sort of a disgruntled guy. Yeah, even uh, his albums have that, you know. And so, so I guess just Lil Yachty saying that either he didn't believe it or or maybe he did believe it, but that idea didn't sit well with him. I, and uh, and then when he was talking about the music industry, you could tell he had like a very old kind of mindset about things and uh and he didn't really like understand the concept that like these younger rappers they don't care about being lyricist and they don't like no. you you could tell and and i think for the most part they openly admit it like none of them think that they're great lyricists yeah they yeah. think that the music they're making is hot when it's not it's fucking awful yeah. but but none of them really care about like being lyrical yeah and and you know that's a thing that you see because I know our era is weird because we grew up listening to, to the Jay-Z's and Nas, the M&M's, you know, the 50 Cent, Dr. Dre. And then at some point when Lil Wayne hit, it, it was kind of like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. You know, and even now you compare Lil Wayne to, to what rap is now and like Lil Wayne blows them out of the water. And um, when I was younger, I was more upset about that like because why aren't you trying to be like the great, hottest lyricist that, that, yeah, like, why, why aren't, aren't you trying, trying to be, to be great? that and then you just understand that like people have their own ambitions and and whatever they want to do and you can't change that and if people accept them for that i mean it is what it is i mean you can't you can't change that what i would advise rappers though like coming up is like stay true to who you are and um and, and you see that because like i i uh i don't know if you've ever seen the the interview that uh Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar interviewing Dr. like pretty much NWA. I think it was Dr. Dre MC nah, Ren. I never saw that. Ice Cube and um DJ Yellow. DJ Yellow, yep. Well, you know, he he asked him, he's like, Who do you think is hot right now? And like their answers were pretty like on point. He was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I think well obviously you're hot. And Dr. Dre was like, you know, it's not that I, I fucks with you. It's just like I really do like what you're putting out. And, uh, you know, guys like uh, Pusha T. You know, he's like even guys like uh, Drake. Because, you know, Drake does make hits when it comes to that. And, and you saw the mentality from these older older rappers. But, see, they didn't have that animosity that Joe Budden, that you're describing that Joe Budden had. I feel that maybe one of the... Yeah, but, like, look at who you mentioned. Like, just Ice Cube and Dr. Dre alone, the success level yeah, is, it, like... Yeah, it's, like, tremendous. And it would have probably been better to have one of them. 
yeah. on that interview because they seem they didn't seem like they just seemed like they're they're gonna be real about it. They're gonna be like, all right, cool. Kendrick, you know, J. Cole and like Drake, they're probably gonna move the, the you know, they're they're probably taking the torch and taking and and like if you compare them to like these mumble rappers, of course, like the 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 talent level is so much you know, even if we don't fuck with them like we did with the rappers that we grew up listening to, you can't say that the talent level isn't there, you know? As as opposed to to the other rappers, but again, you can't be mad at that. People are gonna do what they do, you know. I, I listened to Migos' Culture album. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like, because they were they made it seem like they were they even said like they were the Beatles of their time or whatever. I was like, "What well, is this?" Everyone keeps talking the about fuck culture. Said that <laughs> I think Migos was saying like we're the we're the Beatles. Ah, yeah, and, and then uh, Childish Gambino had said, uh, "Oh yeah, 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 Migos." Oh, yeah, didn't he like tweet that their no, album it, it was, was on, hot uh, or some shit? He won a. He won a Golden Globe, I think it was. I think he won a Golden Globe or an award for his for the show that that he's in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, which I heard is a pretty good show. I haven't watched it, but um, he when he won the award, he's like, yeah, I want to thank uh, these people, these people, and I also want to thank Migos for making some dope shit or something like that. And like that's when they, you know, everyone was talking about Migos. I listened to the album. You know, the the name of the album is just like really like a really I like the like the the name of it, Culture. You know, I'm thinking you're rappers. You're saying like you're the new Beatles, and so then they they pretty a, much got you. you yeah, got, they, got. yeah, I got got because you know I didn't fuck with it. Like I said, I don't have any animosity towards them, or you know, if if they could be as successful as they could be, I'm happy for them. But I just can't fuck with that. You know, like that's not what I listen to. That's not my style. That's not. So it is what it is, and you got to be able to live with that. Like people have their own style, and you know, as rappers, we know that probably. People who listen to Migos probably would not listen to us. Right. You know, they wouldn't be open to listening to us because we're on some whole other shit, which is cool. But but then that's what I where I think we come in because, as rappers, I think it's sort of our duty to understand at very least what it is about that that people are attracted to or what makes them gravitate towards it. Because what I do you know, think it is? I and and. And I I don't know. I try to analyze it, but I, I can't seem to come up with anything because I know for me growing up with rap or even still to this day, but like, you know, I'm talking about growing up because obviously like the adolescents, you know, early adults, teenagers, that's like the majority of people that are going to gravitate towards rap and hip hop. Yeah. You know, you got now and you're seeing more and more older people r- listening to it and fucking with it. But the the core fan base will always be that age group. And I know at that age, what it was, was I wanted um, sort of in a sense, like to be moved, like real, like almost like reassurance of my own thought process. It was like, OK, um, you know, I don't fuck with these guys. I don't fuck with these guys. Jay-Z on Renegade. I drove to the fork in the road and went straight. Damn, like that's what I'm thinking. That's how I yeah. see things. Uh, 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 on some fucking, I'm an outcast type of shit. Jay, uh, Will Smith don't got a cuss in his record. Don't got a cuss to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck you too. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. It's kind of. It was always like any those quotables. It, that you're like, it, damn, that's was, some life it, shit. Yeah, it was like something that like, okay, that's like a, uh, a. Uh, 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 like a, you're this person is solidifying my thought process. Like okay, even they, fifth on the massacre when when he went from soldier fifth to to to, like boss. to boss fifth and and you saw it in, in just the lyrics, people didn't appreciate it as much as you know. But but those were the things that reassure you. It's just like you said, you need you need answers to how you feel. And then when when rappers like capture that shit or any artist really like I imagine. You know, well, I don't imagine. I know people. You know, they fucks with rock, they fucks with country, but that's what they look for as they're growing up during that age. During that age group is is music that that kind of like, kind in a way consoles them. You know. Yeah. And 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 so now where the concern is is this mumbleship. Is this is this the thought process of these like younger people? <laughs> like, because yeah. like there's nothing. There's nothing like like inspirational or like you know. Uh, well, you're on to something. Strong about it. It's it's like a lot of weak shit. 
like like weak weak thoughts and then just weak delivery and just lazy shit. But let's then look back at the uh, the Lil Yachty teenage emotions cover. You said it was the girl with the. I'm looking at it right now. It's the girl with the vitiligo. It's some um, uh, some girl with green hair, mohawk, two guys kissing, some fat chick on the left. It's like. In, in a way, like, it's kind of like what he said. He's like, you know, I want people to feel comfortable being them. I don't feel people feel comfortable b- being who they are, which is why we get this whole, in society, this whole SJW shit, right? Now, because people because people are now being conditioned to by, by society that they have to be accepted, I feel like... I feel like it, it kind of breeds weakness almost because like the instance that, that they go into the real world thinking that they're going to be accepted, mm-hmm. that that's just a fallacy because it's not going to happen yeah. because that the real world is, 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 it's a cold place. Like, and I'm not saying like, just because like you're fat or, you know, you're Mexican or you're black. It's just like, people are just not going to fuck with you. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to be on the same shit that you're on. And and you should be cool with that. Not everyone is going to have the same opinion. Sometimes that thing is what you just mentioned is something that you should embrace the most. Mm-hmm. Is like okay, like I'm different. I'm I'm doing my thing. And then I, I and I think that's what it was was that rappers from our era were more on that. It's like I'm myself. I'm not trying to be him. I'm not trying to be him. So if you fuck with me, cool. If you don't now, you do. We did have some in our that kind of fell into that whole pot, where like like the, like there were like gangster rappers where you can't tell one from the other because yeah, you yeah. just you know there was nothing exceptional about them. Yeah. But then you had gangster rappers that were amazing and like just yeah. stood out from everyone, like Game and Fifty and stuff like that. Yeah. And then today, I think it's more about no, I want you to accept me. Like I want to be like everybody, yeah. you know. And in being like everybody doesn't necessarily mean that like we're everybody is the same, but it's like we're all like, you know, weird and fucked up. And it's just yeah. like it's like a different mindset. But see, this is where I'm saying that you're on to something, because what do you do? Or, or not not what do you do? But what has like what have we seen a spike in the last decade? You know, drug like uh, opioid usage, you know, all this. I feel like this music is like all like party music. It's all like, oh, the beat is hot. Oh, this is shit that's in the clubs. I'm about to take the Xanax real quick. I'm about to drink this, you know, Molly water real quick. I'm about to, I'm about to wild the fuck out. And I'm on, I'm on drugs and all this shit is like, you know, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm a, I'm gonna live in my head. You know, this is, I'm, I'm high right now. I'm living it up. And yeah. I feel that that's, that's kind of like what, what this music right now is reflecting. It's kind of like a way to, to f- to kind of be okay with the fact that like you know shit like uh kind of in a way not having to face the real world you know kind of like you know and, and and we've always talked about this like even even like the good rappers now they have like the beat selection and everything it's just different it's like more like you kind of it, it's it lost more, that oomph. Yeah, it, it's more like like kind of like chill back and smoke some shit and, and like sur- like like you've kind of surrendered almost. Like, yeah, it's like no more like you know I'm like I'm a fighter, I'm a monster, like I'm gonna destroy you. No. It's just ah yeah, you know I spit bars like you know it's cool. Like, yeah, I'm about to pop these pills real quick. And, like, yeah, because it, it is true. It is harder and harder to come across like a great song with like a, a big beat like that. Like that, you know, the in the club or or the fucking uh, what was that the the game higher, yeah. like yeah, pretty yeah. much on that song. Game is like I'm about to take over. I'm yeah. from the what? Like when was the last time there was a West Coast rapper? Yeah. Like I'm gonna fucking like take over. The bravado is yeah. on fucking ten. Yeah, and and that and 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 we and we fucked with that. Now, I'm not saying that there's no beats that that hit, you know. Because, like, for example, on, on the last Kendrick, he had a a, a a a mixed bag to me. Like, there was some beats I was like, "Damn, this is pretty dope," 
it's kind of like on some hip hop shit. It was still nothing crazy, nothing. You can't compare that to anything that that w- what we grew up to. Yeah, but not, it was nothing still, truly epic. Yeah, but it was still a little different from most other rappers. But then you had other songs like like the I don't know if you heard God. Yeah, on it. it's like real, just like it's like every time I think of that song, I can't even remember the beat because it's like it's so mellow. Yeah, you know. So it's like you kind of get that now with with music, even with the the good rappers. It's like the beats are. A, a little bit more forgettable, a little bit more like, uh, just like airy almost. If 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 uh, it's like the, it's like uh, 808s and heartbreak, but without the the cool factor. Yeah. Like you know, cause like I I felt that like Kanye he kind of started that that like wave of sounds. Mm-hmm. Drake kind of like made it even more mainstream, and then now everyone kind of that's what they like the. The real airy, 808-ish, nothing real special, you know? And again, that's the difference between 808's Kanye, because 808's Kanye, he had, like, violins and shit, and, you know, he made it sound real cool, because he's a producer first. But I feel like that and a culmination of, of, of what you said, you know, like... Because even Drake goes down that road, because I listened to uh, a little bit more in depth the More Life album, which I still don't like, still don't fuck with. Yeah. But again, it's all it's like everything is real mellow and just Yeah. That's that's the thing with him. He he he's just uh, soft. Yeah. There's like a lot of soft ass shit going on. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Drake. And then and then like the stuff that you cause I've caught myself being like, damn, I actually think this shit is great. It's not that I that the lyrics are great, it's that he's very good at writing so something. He's he's seducing you, more or less. <laughs> I'm being seduced by Drizzy, you know. No, but he uh he's very good at saying some plain shit that could apply to like multiple people. Like like think of the lyrics on Hold On We're Going Home. Now think of it on some like weak shit and then think of it on some great shit. And it's like so simple, like the lyrics are so simple you could actually like make it into like something great if if you're a great if you're on some great ass shit. You see what I'm saying? I don't understand. Like how like how like Okay, like I could, I see what you mean, like by applying it to like he's like just a, some regular ass shit. But I don't yeah. see how like you could apply it to some great ass shit. Like he's like a universal, rem- the, the universal remote of 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 like uh, hit making. It's like he makes it. He doesn't. There's like no depth to it. It's just words. Like it, it's weird. He he's like the only one that kind of perfected it. That's why he like uh like um. Like I said, a hold on, we're going home, or okay, for, bling, for it's instance, just like a hit. For instance, like what I like about because out of all Drake's albums, the two that I liked the most were "Take Care" and and "Nothing Was the Same." Yeah. "Take Care," I felt like there was like some some decent shit on that album, and then "Nothing Was the Same." The, the hold behavior. on, we're going home. I really like how that song was mixed. mixed yeah. It was mixed very well, and then and then like worst behavior, like I I fuck with that song, like I like the like how you said earlier the bravado of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst behavior I feel is like the closest thing that that rap or hip hop has came to like like um as far as like a hit, but like like you said like the bravado mm-hmm. factor was on ten with that shit because I I fucked with that song, but like the rest of it is just real mellow shit. And then like I said, he simplifies it. You never hear politics. You never hear you know anything on society or culture it's just like some whatever just, you're living through some just, safe shit yeah exactly safe and like simple but but the shit he talks about i am not living through that shit like that shit don't that's what i'm saying like i i agree with you that it applies like if it's just some regular like some chick college chick that goes to the club every weekend and yeah. drinks right i get that but but like on some great shit like like jay-z uh, like to me, like that, like that, like reaches like the level of 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 applying to like if you're doing some great shit, like yeah, you could listen to Jay Z if you're like trying to fucking start a business or yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, that's not even a compare because like Jay Z, see, what I'm saying is Drake keeps it safe, so his like the words, the 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 vocabulary that he's choosing is like something that's more universal. Like Jay Z is in no way, shape, or form universal. He's like I'm on this shit and this is what I'm on. See. That's what I'm saying. Like, Drake doesn't take that route. Drake kind of took the whole, like, the college route. Like, the whole, you know, dating and this, this, and that. So, when he makes those girl songs, those girl songs don't necessarily, like, like, if you hear the lyrics, it doesn't really apply to any, like, story that he's going through or the shit that he's on. 
It's just kind of like a safe, I see, safe uh, use of words that can apply. Like so then, so then by that rationale, would you say that he's fake then? Uh, I I think he knows his lane. I think he he knows his lane, and he and knows he's that, not willing to step outside no, of it. No, and 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 I know he's not willing to step outside of it because like I I thought views was gonna be that. Like I thought it was all right, cool. I've cemented myself with the hits. I think now it's time for me to to switch yeah, it up because he's had more than like ample opportunity, and and he's already uh, solidified enough where he could start taking some chances. Yeah. Because most other rappers start taking chances like in their third album, they're starting to like 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 50 Cent with Curtis. Yeah. Um uh well Kanye was his fourth album where he started taking some chances. Yeah. Cuz it was it was uh sure, you could college say- dropout, late registration, graduation and then 808s yeah. is when he started like experimenting. And then bold enough to experiment again later because after 808s it was Twisted Fantasy, right? Yeah. And then after that, Yeezus. So, because Twisted Fantasy is like a solidified classic. Yeah. And so it was like, experiment again. And then after Yeezus, then more of a, of a like, would, would you would you say, you think Life of Pablo is, is, is a solidified classic? That's tough. I think it's a more traditional album, like for Kanye. Yeah. Like it's, an, I wouldn't call it an experimental album. No, no. I feel, I feel it's like a my beautiful dark twisted fantasy part two almost. Yeah. Like the type of album that it was. I don't know. I I would say the shit that he was on on that album, especially like the outro, and, and certain like. To me, yeah, I don't know. I, if I would people, have to call it like a classic for today. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's definitely better than any other shit out there. Like, yeah. n- but but if you apply it and 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 enter it into the conversation of of like our era and our life, yeah, then maybe not. Maybe it doesn't hit the mark. But if you just apply it to what's contemporary, yeah, it blows it the fuck out of the water. Yeah. Everything else out of the water. Which you have to because like, in, with that metric, we we compare, you know, Kendrick, the you know J Cole, and 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 Drake and. You know, all these other rappers that that people hold on a pedestal in, in today's uh, rap and hip hop, and I mean, why wouldn't they? When you got Lil Yachty and you know Lil Uzi Vert, yeah, and, and Future, of course, th- those guys are gonna stand out. And 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 then I can't take away anything from Kendrick because he he went out there and 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 like to pimp a butterfly was not a safe album when it comes to sound. No, nah, because like at not. first that shit was very jarring to me. Like I, I had to get used to that. I honestly, I, I, I feel like if he would have went a more safe, and that's what I feel like. It's like everything is like too fucking extreme. It's like somebody is like <laughs> way the fuck extreme in in like just the weirdness. Yeah, and then the other is like way too extreme in just the 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 just the the safe and contemporary shit. And it's just like there's no more balance. Yeah, and, and no more going hard. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, that I mean, who who really goes goes hard? I mean, no one re- like Kendrick goes hard as far as like the the lyric the lyrics aspect because uh, you could tell that he studies people like Eminem and and he studies like lyricists like Biggie and and two and, and Tupac. Tupac, I would say he was a lyricist, but he was like the king of like hitting. Being so potent, not yeah. not so like because Biggie, I would say, was a better lyricist than Tupac, but like Tupac was good at like the, getting the meaning out and the feeling yeah, out, like, like Fifty, yeah, like Fifty, exactly. So so Kendrick, you could I could tell he studies that, and uh, and I could tell that he he cares more about um, what lyricists care about, you know, or or would look at, you know, um, as opposed to. To like a Drake, where you could tell he's on some, he's on on his party mode. So that's that's I don't know. I think that's where where rap is right now. I don't know where it's gonna go, cause it's like it made a comeback a little bit, and then it's like now I don't know where it's at. You got the mumble rappers. You got I don't. I'm all fucked up. Joe Budden, please, I need answers. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Of all people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I uh. I'm really not sure. And then I feel like part of the problem too is that some of the rappers that are that can still be great that are like 
from our era that are still around to some degree, they, um, they're too busy on some other stuff like the, that TI thing. This is this or us or them. Stop. It's like, just, just make good music. Stop trying to politicize it. Stop. You know what I'm saying? You could be a little controversial, but you know, once you be, you make yourself so one-sided, you know, and, and and not to mention not just that, but like Ti's last few albums, you know, he's clearly been on the downslope. Mm-hmm. You know, I and you know, I don't know what the cause of it is, but I don't know if it's just not being hungry anymore or whatever the case. But I think pretty much everything really peaked at at uh, Paper Trail. Yeah, yeah, Paper Trail was his last like great album, and then after that, he still had hits here and there. Um, because after that was No Mercy, then after that it was um. Shit, what was Trouble it? Trouble Man? Trouble Man, yeah. And then... And then the paperwork. The paperwork, yeah. Paperwork, that was already yeah, like, damn. Yeah, it was... what happened. Yeah. Tia, rest in peace. <laughs> no, nah, but, but, you know... Then, like I said, now, now he's on his political shit. And that's the thing, like... I feel that we've made songs that, that make political statements without us getting political, though, you know? Like yeah, yeah. I feel you could do that as an artist. You know, you can you can observe stuff, and that's that's good. That's good. That's what music is is. Honestly, like right now, I feel and like this is not even just because it's us or you know being biased or anything. I feel like us as a group, we're probably the most uh, bold in terms of like what we're willing to say. Yeah. Like for instance, like basic. You know, well, that's not out yet, but you yeah. know the, the the our newer material. What rapper in the game is willing to say the shit that we're saying on that? Like just about pe- like just doing like that societal observation and putting it out there. Not many. No, not no. many. That's some shit that like like the old Eminem would do. Like you know, yeah, or even like an older Kanye would do that. You know what? Maybe Kanye, because Kanye is still kind of controversial at, with certain things. Yeah, I could see him maybe doing something like that. But but it's that's about the only guy. all together. Like yeah, not many. Maybe yeah. maybe a handful at best. And and that's the thing. That's that's why why that's why I do it. Like you know, I'm gonna and I'm not gonna change. You know, we're not gonna change for for like just because people are on some other shit. Like, and that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like artists coming up, they should just stay true to what they want. To you know, at the end of the day, it's like like what we were talking about last episode. Just compare yourself to you, and then just make sure that whatever you're putting out is true to who you are, and then and then that's how you know music, you know, could blow up. That's how you kind of see everything kind of tilt to to a certain direction, and that's how you you see you know because it, it's hard to say this without like you thinking that I might be sarcastic, but like. Like these these rappers like 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 Lil Yachty and and Lil Uzi, they're living their truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, no, that's, you're right. That's I, what they're on, you know, and that's why they get accepted. You know, like that. That's all you need to do is just believe in whatever you you wanna do and what you believe in, and shit. More power to them. Yeah, uh, they can stack money. Like one paper, one, one thing know? that was interesting about the interview that I didn't mention previously was that he pretty much confirmed Lil Yachty pretty much confirmed what we've always observed and believed as far as there not being any competition amongst the like newer realm of rappers because yeah. when uh it got brought up like the issue of competition he said it like well you know we ain't really on that like you know it's yeah. not like pretty much saying like when you get on a track with somebody you're not trying to outdo them he didn't even want to put a a a top five list together for like current rappers, like who he compares himself to and stuff like that. He didn't want to do that. It was just like, yeah, you know, we're really not on that. So I think that's the first time that it's ever been, uh, voiced that, you know, these newer realm of rappers aren't really like trying to compete with each other, which that's sad because like once like competition stops, like the one that suffers is the listener because, it's like, 
damn, you heard what he just put out. Damn, I got to top that shit, you know? And then who yeah. who's benefiting? The listener, because it's like, he put out some cold shit. He's putting out some cold shit because he's trying to compete with his cold shit. And it's like, and I'm just getting a bunch of great-ass music. Now it's, they're not trying to compete with each other. Yeah. So it's like, And you hear it. And it makes you, as a rapper, not really want to compete. Because, like, what are you competing against? Motherfuckers don't compete. It's like they put they put a boxer in with another boxer and the the guy just like gets on his gets in the fetal position. Like, oh what yeah, doing? like a lot like the fight uh, Saturday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not unlike that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, that that shit was yeah pretty much. If you guys didn't watch uh, what was it Canelo versus Chavez Jr. last uh, Saturday, that's pretty much what what that fight was was Chavez Jr. getting in a fetal position and uh, Canelo just pounding on his ass. Which Canelo was, it was kind of sad because Canelo would get on the ropes to kind of like, hey, hit me, man. Come on. Like, let's. Let's put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. Well, we as we found out, it was all just a, a marketing ploy for the uh, September G. fight, Triple G versus Canelo fight. Who do you got for that fight, man? Um, I give the edge to Triple G because his record is 37 and 0, right? 37 and 0, I think. I think so, yeah. And 33 knockouts. Yeah. I I mean I it's kind of hard not to give him the edge. Yeah. Um do you think do you think it's going to be like do you give him a slight edge or do you think it's just he's going to mop the floor with Canelo? A slight edge. Yeah. No, I I don't think I like, so I, think, I don't think he's going to knock out Canelo. I think he'll beat him, but see, I don't. And that's where this is where I'm at with that fight. If Triple G wins by knockout, I think he'll win by knockout. If if it goes twelve rounds, I think Canelo's gonna beat him because Canelo has 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 a better, he's a better boxer, so I feel like he can if it goes twelve rounds or or it could go twelve rounds like like where, where uh, Triple G has hit him like so hard and multiple times where Canelo's just kind of like trying to survive, so even for so for Triple G it would have to be a massacre either way, KO TKO or twelve round like unanimous. Canelo, he's he's gonna win. He could, I think he has knockout power, but I think he he could win like a twelve round, like you know, decisive. You know, outboxing him, outclassing him type stuff. Interesting. So, but the thing is, it's like I'm I'm excited, and it's kind of sad that Chavez Jr. was just a marketing play yeah. for that fight. So, I mean, we'll see. What well, it's in September. Yeah, September sixteenth, yeah. I think. Yeah. So. We'll do we'll do a live podcast where we're just watching this <laughs> from, shit. From uh, live from the ring in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think that's good for today. Uh thank you all for listening. Remember to tell your friends about Hanging with Apes, the Hanging with Apes podcast. Um we are from Chicago, so if you guys are from Chicago, let's let's uh, show some uh, this city some love and get this podcast rated highly on iTunes. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Google Play. You could check out all of our stuff, our music, the podcast, our videos at audioapesmusic.com. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us. Subscribe, rate, review. Do it Get all. Get the word out there. Audioapesmusic.com. Follow us on Twitter. Hanging with Apes. Peace. Peace. Peace.